Welcome to Incrementals Podrix, the podcast, the podcast that brings you insightful conversations with thought leaders and experts from the marketing technology world. Our latest series is called Orchestrating Measurement, an audio continuation of the white paper we've recently published. I'm Or Sadra, CEO at Incremental, hosting with the help of Adar Telem, Director of Business Product Operations at Incremental. Our guest today is a true pioneer in their field, an individual who's made a profound impact in marketing measurement for their company, Bolt. We're truly honored to have you with us today. But before we dive into this fascinating discussion, make sure you're subscribed to our podcast so that you never miss an episode. We have a wealth of knowledge, insights, and inspiration lined up for you. So without further ado, let's jump into today's conversation and explore the measurement orchestra with Anton Bugayev, data analyst at Bolt. Hello and welcome, Anton. Yes, hello, hello, Maur, hello, Hadar. Happy to see you guys both. Happy uh, best of wishes to Incremental team and thanks a lot for the invite. I'm happy to see you all. Super happy to have you. Yeah, amazing. It's, it's, it's great to see you. I think uh, I've known you since the first week, I think, when you joined Bolt. Um, since the first the... day. Ah, first day. <laughs> yes, yeah, I when, remember when... that. When Polina introduced us and said, yeah, there's this guy who's now joining. And yeah, you were one of those who were like immediately on the topic. Um, so um, yeah, maybe before we go into like the interview and the questions, give us an introduction about yourself. Well, yeah, very honestly, I think I think actually um, uh, I remember joining uh, Incremental like last year and this was my first working day and we had this uh, regular meeting. So I think even like, Meeting your company was my first working meeting by the time when I joined both. Okay, good to know. So yeah, I've been kind of working for with marketing and performance and digital things since like, uh, uh, I think since 2017. So I started as performance marketing manager at uh, one of the agencies. So and I've been what I've been doing is launching campaigns for Facebook, Google, all other channels, right? I've been managing them. And that's when interest to analytics came to myself and I uh, went to work as uh, uh, an analyst and uh, so currently I'm at Bolt, so here we go. Uh, but very honestly, actually, Bolt is, uh, I think, one of the first companies where I am uh, doing incrementality and the things uh, related to statistics because so far it has been marketing analytics, but as many of my colleagues have been doing it has been something like collecting dashboards with attribution with uh, data of uh, from google analytics apps flyer uh, all of the mps uh, combining it all together to some dashboard so this and, has been one so of the jobs we, before we go into actual questions so what was that like again so if you came from the ua side and you were like doing marketing was there a moment you can remember that started like I don't know, making you question, wait, are, is the data I'm looking at, does it make sense? Was it, can you remember the moment? Yes, absolutely. Uh, actually, this is something that everybody has been speaking about, like, uh, I think like, even like two, three years ago, but not very actively. Uh, I remember uh, every company has uh, this moment when you turn off your ads and nothing happens. Uh, <laughs> this is when, uh, this is, uh, I think, key moment for... Um, 
uh, all the companies. And I remember myself when we also actually uh, decided to, to go for a test, having spent uh, quite a bunch of budgets uh, for advertising, what we did. Uh, we turned off all the ads and the uh, like attribution numbers started to decrease, but not the uh, users acquire. And this brings lots of questions, right? And uh, uh, But still, I'm not sure whether back then we were kind of uh, able to disrupt all the, um, all the logics, all the frameworks for decision-making uh, for the sake of understanding this incrementality. I think this is something that uh, we've been growing to uh at the company uh gradually so yeah yeah by the way it's, it's crazy but uh, a lot of people the way they discover the topic of incrementality is what we call the hard way the hard way what is yes. uh what do you mean by the hard way the hard way you... is what is that mm -hmm. i don't know you have whatever issue that causes you to stop marketing mm -hmm. uh, i don't know like uh, it could be anything but uh most like companies... a technical issue mm -hmm. with the partner it's not working and then mm -hmm. nothing happens or exactly. you start you start asking the pretty obvious question we have a by the way i have a diy do it yourself incrementality mm -hmm. which basically just says if you have an opportunity to stop for whatever reasons mm -hmm. just look just look if your conversions mm -hmm. actually drop absolutely yeah and i actually remember there was i think one day in 2021 or something when facebook stopped working something for like uh a night yeah. or something like an yeah, evening. Yeah, and, they had like the bug uh, mm -hmm. for a few and, days. Uh, and everybody was like, hey, why not test? Uh, why not have a look? Uh, I remember having this idea for a second, but then I was like, but why? <laughs> I, I have an article about that as well. Mm -hmm. About the that that specific uh, day? Facebook, Facebook mm -hmm. meltdown, I think I called it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. A day to remember. True. I think uh, Anton... Both you and I have kind mm. of a similar path, mm. I think, because mm. uh, I also, I started as an analyst, but mm. in the mobile industry, I started actually mm. as a campaign manager, and then I moved to being kind of a marketing analyst. Um, and I think that this, like you mentioned at the beginning, that some marketing uh, analytics is usually kind of building the dashboards. And I think like, uh, we both can agree that it has mm. become much more complex than that, and kind of marketing analytics at its core should be kind of giving insights and added value and giving those insights and added value has become more and more difficult in the kind of last years with kind of the privacy changes mm -hmm. and kind of all the all the different frictions that uh, have been added into measurements as uh, in general so mm -hmm. to you kind of why maybe from your point of view why is the topic of measurement so important specifically at bolt specifically at bolt i think it's because of uh, like one of our principles is kind of be frugal so we have uh, like i think 10 operating principles like one of them is like be frugal and the thing is that we like i think but i think this principle is shared by many companies right so uh, probably it's not exactly operational but it's something that every company would like to be. And uh, of course, you wouldn't like to spend uh, billions of ad spend on uh, like uh, on, on very low incrementality, right? Which sometimes happens. Sometimes the channels can be very effective, sometimes not. So, you know, all the conferences on marketing start with this phrase, which has been here and there is about this 
half of the ad spend which you don't know which should be spent so like every every slide every presentation starts with that uh so <laughs> but this is exactly the point where you, you uh you, where you mentioned it right so we would like to to understand which half of the ad spend is uh, the one you don't need and which is the most effective one by the way i always thought that like the one of the reasons why it's for both is so important is because Bolt has an actual physical product and like it's not That's an true. app mm -hmm. that is just a digital app and mm -hmm. like there's again you see scooters on the street you might take one and regardless of seeing an ad or not seeing an ad you need a you need a car you're gonna you're mm -hmm. gonna use bolt we were in london the other i don't know like two weeks ago mm -hmm. uh, we used bolt because it was just efficient and i didn't need advertising basically for that so now i always thought that because of this because of the fact that there are so many other variables mm -hmm. impacting performance it makes sense for like for Bolt to prioritize a topic that is measurement and on not only rely on the very, very, very simplified approach that is like attribution. Yes, absolutely. Uh, there are lots of factors in play. And one of the, um, one of the things that we have coming with the measurement and attribution is actually aligning all that with our business frameworks, with uh, where we as a company are looking to and what we want to do as a company, which, which goals we want to achieve, right? So uh, this is actually a big part of uh, how you uh, build your measurement strategy and communicate it uh, further to your stakeholders. I also, by the way, always thought it was related to, so Bolt has one competitor, mm -hmm. a US company that's fairly well known in the mobility space, let's say it like that. Mm -hmm. And um, like this company, Uber, Uh, in 2017, basically turned off 80% of their ad spend and saw that it did nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, and I always thought that mm -hmm. part of the reason why Bolt is so, uh, I wouldn't want to call it strict, but like conscious about the topic of mm -hmm. marketing measurement was also that, like learning from other people's mistakes. Well, uh, I'm not exactly sure about how to speak about that, but uh, like, uh, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, like, uh, it's uh, it's one of the things that you always want to do when you want to grow, uh, to grow, uh, to, to, to grow uh, in a successful way, right, and in a sustainable way. Uh, so, and if there is, there is some path, if some path has already been done, why do all these mistakes, right, and Uh, by the end of the day, we want to make cities uh, better, right? So we want to develop micromobility. Those are things that we believe in, right? Uh, micromobility, right? Hailing, uh, car sharing, all these things that help you get rid of cars and probably uh, get more space for parks, for walking, all this. And uh, so, and for this, of course, you don't want to get stuck in operational things that uh, or operational mistakes that, that has been. Uh, probably done by uh, somebody in the industry before yeah and of course uh, we've got lots of competition right in the field so we are developing also food uh, we're developing delivery services and uh, there are lots of uh, players out there developing uh, their solutions so we need to make sure that we are spending each dollar the most efficient way so Um, the reason why we started this podcast mini-series was almost as a follow-up to the white paper where you contributed a really, really nice quote on. And one of the things you, you said within your quote, you almost warned mm -hmm. against overusing of incrementality and MMM to the extreme. What mm -hmm. did you mean with that? 
Yeah, first of all, by the way, thanks a lot for taking me to that white paper. I have seen there are lots of uh, cool opinions and uh, I see that people and uh, I think most of them are users of the platform as well, right? So uh, like um, I think good sophisticated opinions and uh, definitely would like to meet uh, probably some of them. Uh, uh, so uh, yeah, I, one thing I mentioned is that you should not be doing lots of measurements i think this is how i reflected my our own kind of mistake uh when we uh found out that there is opportunity to do measurements and uh, kind of in a flexible way you have this temptation to start measuring everything right and um, you have this temptation to uh start uh, measuring whatever uh each dollar like you know very small investments whatever you're thinking you can give incrementality insights everywhere and uh as we grew more mature in this field i think we are now understanding that uh, uh it's probably to concentrate on some small pieces and uh, probably do some extrapolation of the knowledge for uh other um uh, activities that you do right so so you don't uh, actually measure like everything, but you are very thoughtful and uh, conscious about your resources and analyst, uh, the resource of the ads team or the team that is developing marketing activities, and that you also organize your experiments in some methodologically correct way. So you take all the assumptions, uh, like make sure that your experiment is like powerful enough, right? So uh, to measure the impact, uh, all of these preparations uh, are better to be done, I think. I think, by the way, when Hadar joined, she definitely mm -hmm. helped uh, like mm -hmm. incremental incremental customers uh, mm -hmm. to go against uh, what we call uh, data overdose. Because mm -hmm. there is so much data available. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. And if you include like all the data you're exposed to and like first party data, uh, third party data, you could essentially be sitting down, like looking at charts, looking at graphs, looking at data all day, and it's you could essentially lose the question you're trying to answer. Absolutely, yeah, I absolutely agree here. So, and uh, what is more, it is sometimes common that um, uh, data coming from incrementality measurements can be a bit controversial, right? And we know why it can be happening. Uh, there, our markets are not. Well, uh, people are not physics, right? Unfortunately, or fortunately, we don't uh, control their movement. And today, everybody is wishing to buy something. Tomorrow, they are not. Uh, and uh, your ads are uh, effective in different ways uh, on uh, during different seasons, right? And uh, sometimes you have to make some business framework for yourself. Okay, I have I can see different results here. Which one am I aiming for? Which I do trust more? Uh, which is more aligned with my business um, opportunities. So all these questions uh, need to be answered. And I would, uh, I think one of the cool things that if you're uh, inspiring your uh, clients to do so, I think it's very good that you help them prioritize what is necessary and important and what is not that important and can be left out. Yeah, I think that it's a, I think this is the most challenging part in kind of understanding how to make decisions, right? Because you mm -hmm. have to know where and like who to trust and how to work with different tools. Um, so kind of 
what were the challenges for you? Um, like you have a lot of measurement methods, you're using media mix modeling, you're using less touch mm -hmm. and you're using incrementality um, in your organization. So kind of what were mm -hmm. the challenges and kind of what are the benefits from each methodology and maybe kind of how, how you also make decisions based on each one of those? Mm -hmm. That's actually a tough question, and I think we are we have lots of room to discover here yet. We've been uh, kind of trying out lots of frameworks here. Uh, so um, I would say that uh, first, uh, like opportunity, first opportunity that you get from uh, incrementality measurements, I think uh, uh, mostly from experiments like uh, those that you provide, for example, with the platform, is that you understand that your CPA is not five, but something like 50. Uh, so like this is the first uh, crucial thing that you understand that uh, kicks you in your head and uh, you understand something. And uh, very often this already is a very, very fruitful knowledge for you. So like, uh, and then you start asking more elaborate questions, more sophisticated questions, like which channel is more important, uh, more effective, right? So which channels uh, do not bring impact at all? And uh, uh, so once you uh, know something about your average CPAs or average results with incrementality measurements, you can uh, start uh, trying to tie uh, uh, them somehow to attribution, right? So, and uh, this is also a very complex thing because the results are controversial. They most probably will be controversial 90% of the ways. But uh, how to connect them directly is not exactly straightforward, actually, because uh, uh, just from conversations in the industry, I have not seen any better solution so far than just connecting them with some, rather than with some uh, small coefficient, right? With some multipli multiplication. So if in attribution, you see 70 users, in, in an experiment, you see five users. So divide 70 by five, and this will be your connection between attributed numbers and incremental numbers. And uh, given this relation, you can have both the power of uh, incremental uh, knowledge that you currently have and uh, the flexibility of attribution. And so, yeah, one advantage of attribution is flexibility, right? So that you can see how many users came today uh, and uh, uh, probably plan your uh, campaign for tomorrow, right? This is not something that you can do with uh, incrementality experiments. Ex incrementality experiment is something that you can conduct sometimes once a month, sometimes once a quarter, not exactly flexible, but gives more truth. So if you relate them somehow, probably with a simple multiplier, you can get advantages of both. And MMM, I think MMM is actually like on top of all that, uh, I think it's the most expensive thing to do. So because MMM basically is always a regression when you have your uh, KPI like GMV or uh, first orders or installs or whatever, and you try to predict it with your channels. And if you just run a regression like this, like a simple regression, like most of the frameworks uh, that work out of the box are suggesting, you can most probably get uh, a lot of um, kind of misleading results because uh, a regression does not give you an insight on incrementality, but rather gives you insight on correlation, right? One of the approaches to get rid of this is to do some calibration, but with this, you also have to be careful because how you calibrate and what exactly you calibrate also has a lot of caveats, right? So MMM, I think, is like uh, the last part 
you would like to do if you do incrementality measure if you want to go to incrementality measurement right so i would recommend uh starting running incrementality experiments right whether conversion lifts or like uh counterfactual experiments like uh, you guys do on the platform relate them to attribution and work with that and if you're thinking that you can model the market and uh calibrate it correct and you have the resource for this mmm as the most expensive tool can probably become very handy and uh, uh give you additional insight yeah i think that understanding the those differences is mm -hmm. super important and it's like great that you know that and kind of mentioned all of this um i think that also i i agree with you and i think that you work mm -hmm. with an incrementality mindset like even if you don't work with an incrementality tool such as incremental i think that having the incrementality point of view of kind of testing things making sure you understand the value of your campaigns making sure you know how your value works like basically mm -hmm. if you just uh, opened a tv campaign and you have no idea if that had any effect on your traffic or if that is traffic that you would have gotten anyway i think that is just wrong playing with that these days i think you have to have some kind of tool even internal to think about kind of what value your marketing channels provide to you and i think that we now have maybe a lot of different tools but having the mindset of like in inside the organization understanding that there is a problem understanding your own data and then finding the right tool for you i think that this is something that is missing from a lot of advertisers these days well i agree that this is important i think this is another uh, kind of competence for an analyst for a marketing analyst uh, for the coming days right so we have seen marketing analysts like myself who were more into making dashboards and uh, being expert in uh, MMPs and uh, attribution and attribution models to more statistical thinking, um, understand modeling, uh, probably building causal graphs and uh, understanding uh, how ads work and testing all this. Yes, uh, here is where I absolutely agree with you. It's, it's pretty good for marketing analysts, right? Basically, they I imagine. Like a... Well, the if you in companies, <laughs> yeah, I imagine so. I imagine so. But also, like, uh, it's also very tough because, uh, like you say, VPs and companies. But I think there is also in lots of uh, uh, organizations right now there is a huge communication barrier because it's very complicated to start thinking in terms of incrementality uh, on company level, right? And you're happy if you have all stakeholders easily convinced, right, or easily aligned. Uh, because one thing that uh, our regular like multi-touch or one-touch attribution approach suggests is that you can split your users by buckets and you're happy, right? So Google gives you five users, Facebook gives you four users. Like you see what happens. Uh, right? By the way, like this point, I would try to explain to people, you know, mm -hmm. there is no Facebook planet, Google planet. Mm -hmm. Okay. Facebook and Google both have 96% reach. Oh yeah, absolutely. So Facebook users are Google users, and by the way, there are also TikTok users mm -hmm. and Snapchat users. They're it's all the same, same audience. users. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yes. I want I wanted to mm -hmm. go into like another mm -hmm. uh, question. So, like, mm -hmm. when when did Ball start considering external mm -hmm. variables, um, mm -hmm. seasonality, promotions? Because those obviously also play a part mm -hmm. in in marketing performance. Yeah, absolutely. 
So like uh, uh, there are external variables, I think in every like business, right? And so like first thing you have to understand is uh, uh, kind of there are two types of seasonalities here for you. One is seasonality of your business, which is just how many orders you get uh, during uh, each of that, uh, this season or if you have a uh, high season during December and November on Black Friday or uh, whether you are more active in uh, summer, right? This is like your business regular activity. But you also have the seasonality of your ad effectiveness, right? Which are kind of different things. Sometimes one can make an assumption that they are following each other. Like if you have higher season, you have uh, more effectiveness of ads, but this is not exactly true. But 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 uh, some some companies I'm not sure if they can make these assumptions as well. So, and uh, regarding external variables, this is something that you have to take care about if you are doing marketing mix modeling, right? So if you're making those regressions, uh, it is important that you control for uh, external activities, right? So, and uh, if you have uh, some promotions, it's important that you also include this to the model to make it more accurate, and so that this exact promotion uh actually is seen by the regression and the, uh, your regression attributes some impact to that right but regarding the experiments uh if you're making some counterfactual experiments like uh building the synthetic control you can also build it in a structural way so you can probably train your model with some external variables with discounts with um uh, i don't know whatever factors influence you competitors in, uh, or uh, weather, and you can uh, use this uh, data to uh, come up with some synthetic control, right? But uh, one uh, thing that uh, I recommend that we do and that I would recommend everybody to do is to test how well this synthetic control works on some pre-period, on the test period before uh, the actual intervention. So because if you don't test it, you might be actually inducing some, you might be training the model with an error and uh, inducing the error to your measurement. And you will end up actually measuring the error and not your impact. Yeah, and this is this is what we call garbage in, garbage mm -hmm. out. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you, there are lots of ways how you do, uh, how you create this synthetic control. Uh, it can be actually synthetic or can not be synthetic. You might be uh, checking, uh, taking the control, uh, taking the different city, as a control, right? And then it will be, uh, and then it will be kind of a geo lift test, right? You can be trying to uh, take this control out of your, uh, constructing this control of your uh, uh, variables uh, that are impacting your business, like weather discounts or competitors. But anyway, uh, if you're making this uh, counterfactual test one, uh, good ways to make this control yeah and uh, for a structural control uh, you will need those external variables based on kind of your experience and what you're used to working with and kind of all the methods that you're using what advice would you give to kind of other marketers who are striving to integrate and kind of make attribution media mix modeling and incrementality measurement mm -hmm. work well together like what advice, like we talked about it, we kind of mentioned a few, but if you need to summarize and kind mm -hmm. of give your own advice of what to do, when to use which, what would you say? Oh, that's actually interesting. Like, uh, I think one thing uh, I would recommend is probably something that I already mentioned. So try with some 
small but significant uh, incrementality experiments, which can be either conversion lifts studies, which like are an A-B test where you show the ads to one group of people and don't show them to the other, or some counterfactual experiment like uh, on your platform. So try to come up with those experiments and try to uh, measure the most important activities for a company with those. So I think this will be just good to actually have a start and to understand whether this is working for you and whether this is scalable on your company level, whether some provider can help you with this if you are not managing the scale, right? So uh, this is uh, uh, one thing that you can do. Second thing that uh, I think I would recommend is uh, not to neglect the preparation for the experiment, right? So very often uh, what we would do is uh, run the experiment, run the ads uh, just, uh, just because we want to run them. And um, there are things that I would recommend you do not neglect. And this is the preparation for the experiment like for a regular experiment. You know, when doing product experiments, you have those uh, uh, MDE calculations, you have uh, the power analysis. So this is something that you can also do for your a counterfactual experiment. You can calculate how much impact, uh, what is the impact that you would like to see uh, uh, based on your spend uh, for some activity to pay off, uh, whether your assumptions are holding, whether the model is working correctly and um, is giving you good results on test, right? So. And those are the things that are best done even before you launch the ads. And uh, it's best if you uh, launch the ads only once you have all these things confirmed, right? And uh, this way you can uh, be sure that the results are sustainable. This is something that I think many advertisers are neglecting. And uh, we also, I think we're more into launching things and then measuring rather than preparing and then measuring. And this is an important part. And also fair, I think... Hmm? Sorry, please. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I wanted to say that to be mm -hmm. fair, like in the last two years, we saw a lot of companies who just took mm -hmm. a framework mm -hmm. through their data edit without any adjustments, any mm -hmm. calibration. And then a couple of months later, didn't realize or didn't understand why the outputs make absolutely no sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Like so I think I, I imagine that. And I think this is also something that uh, uh, when you, so, one part of this preparation work is also prioritization of what you are measuring, right? So uh, decide which activities you have this month or this quarter, what you will be, what is the most important, what is the most scalable, what you think will give you more results uh, uh, across uh, some longer period and uh, try to test it, right? Uh, so, and also I think that uh, uh, like uh, one, one also one recommendation would be also to be very careful with MMM because I think MMM is a far more um, expensive and probably complicated tool than uh, we assume right now because there are lots of out of the box tools uh, like we, we know there is uh, uh, we know there are multiple right and uh, there is Robin from Facebook there are tools uh, developed by Google uh, like Lightway there is uh, I think a tool from Uber uh, and uh, those give you lots of things that come out of the box, which is cool. And sometimes it can work, but one thing you have to keep in mind when doing this is that uh, uh, even though uh, it can give very beautiful results sometimes, those are still results based on correlation, right? And not exactly causality. So 
this has to be confirmed with experiments and calibrated. Uh, and this also takes a lot of time and effort. So uh, this brings us back to this incrementality topic. I think, that, by the way, this is one of the major reasons why we wrote the white paper mm -hmm. and why and why we reached out for some people for quotes. And by the mm -hmm. way, there were companies uh, that we rejected their quote because mm -hmm. uh, MMM is not a product. MMM is mm -hmm. not something where you throw your data, the output is mm -hmm. there, and it's like, no, MMM requires iteration, calibration. Iterate. It requires um, one of the contributors, Julian Runge, is also going to mm -hmm. be on the podcast. Uh, he said, uh, you need to commit. You need a commitment, like a company needs to commit to the process to build an MMM. It's not a one-off, you integrate, you install it. It's not an SDK, you put it on your app and boom, it's working. Mm -hmm. This is going to take a while until it's, I, I, like I, I'm trying to think if I want to say operational, because MMM by definition is not very operational. It's, it's a much more strategic, like... Um, tool, let's call it, mm -hmm. than an operational day-to-day. -day. It's not for the, hey, uh, I'm opening a campaign, let me use my MMM to spot it. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that I think bothered me the most, is there are companies out there right now basically pitching MMM as this is a day-to-day -day campaign management monitoring platform, which is very mm -hmm. far from. Yes, absolutely. I think MMM is a tool which brings lots of historic data and uh, generalizes for you some uh, insight about your uh, about correlation of your ads and your KPIs, right? And uh, given that it sometimes requires lots of data, like sometimes two years, sometimes more, I think two years is uh, a good uh, start. So uh, it can give you some sometimes some averaged uh, result right across those two years and uh, you should be treating it as some average and uh, average and more long-term result rather than operational day-to-day -day. and also I think it's uh, I, I'm not sure if it's possible to expect that MMM like attribution will be changing results day-to-day -day, right because if you have yeah, 700 days of data uh, <laughs> you can relearn it every day but the additional yeah. day will not give much change right so <laughs> But on the other hand, if you have much resource and if you have uh, dedicated uh, analysts or dedicated providers to that, you can actually build very sophisticated models, I think. I think there are examples out there uh, with uh, where you build uh, quite uh, complicated models which take try to take to account the seasonality of both, actually, right? The seasonality of your business and the seasonality of ads and probably of other things happening in the company and this gives you opportunities uh, not only to generalize your results uh, of your marketing but also to understand how uh, different they can be across uh, different seasons whether there is some time decay you know like because ads most probably like uh, can be the, uh, the, the importance of ads can be decreasing with time because if you're new on the market everybody wants to know about you right but as you're a more established player uh, probably uh, the impact of your ads is decreasing or at least not as huge as during your first days, right? So, and if you're able to include all that and build some uh, reliable model, and this requires lots of work, not only in terms of just, you know, build, putting lots of things to regression and collecting the uh, external factors, but also on assumption level, right? You have to understand how things interact and test them all out. 
So, uh, and, and this takes time, I think. Uh, so this takes time, uh, lots of statistics, uh, modeling. So, and, uh, and a lot of business understanding. I think that one of the most important- Yes, absolutely. Kind of the conversation mm -hmm. with you and also kind of uh, brings mm -hmm. back memories. I think it's just understanding how much business and data understanding mm -hmm. you have to combine together in order to get any model right. Even if mm -hmm. it's a, an external tool or an internal tool, you have to put the effort internally in the organization in order to understand what you're seeing and understand that the input you're providing makes sense, as well as the output you're getting from the model. I think that this mm -hmm. is one of the most important things that are sometimes overlooked when you're kind of talking about measurement and about attribution. You kind of expect to get everything. And it's not like that, not anymore. I think it's more important to understand that you have to have strong analytics teams um, and like the decision mm -hmm. makers of those tools need to mm -hmm. really understand what they're sending in and what they're getting out of mm -hmm. every product. Yes, true. And uh, I imagine this is, by the way, uh, like, uh, like I think this is uh, where we would agree this is not a silver bullet and probably for many companies out there who don't have lots of advertising on scale and uh, really have dedicated budgets to ads, probably it's best to have some approximate understanding of uh, uh, incrementality of the ads with some incrementality experiments or conversion lifts, right? And uh, probably refuse to have an MM because it is like, because the lowest hanging fruits are actually like experiments and incrementality and probably trying to relate them to attributed results. Probably this would be enough for, I don't know, 80% of the companies. Anton, it's so funny you use this term. So two hours ago, we recorded an episode with Eran. Eran is a CTO at Singular. It's one of the mm -hmm. biggest uh, attribution companies. And he too said attribution, like uh, click-based, mm -hmm. user-based, and so on, is no longer a, sil a silver bullet. And I mm -hmm. think this is, this is, again, one of the things we really tried to say in this white paper was that there is no silver bullet anymore. You mm -hmm. need to make certain decisions. You need to rely on various data points and various measurement methodologies. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I absolutely love the discussion. So we're gonna we're gonna ask you the last question, uh, which is more like a fun question. Mm -hmm. So again, this like the whole topic and the whole white paper was measurement orchestration. So mm -hmm. if you would be a musician in an orchestra, mm -hmm. which instrument would you be playing? Ah. <laughs> uh, uh... What's the name of this instrument? Um, so uh, in an orchestra, you know, there is also the, uh, always this guy who plays this uh, the triangle, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it's a musical triangle. A musical triangle, yeah. So yeah. Uh, a musical triangle, yeah, I will be the guy <laughs> with this one. Uh, there is you also another the one. Final word. There is also another one, like a tambourine, probably, you know, like there is a, it's like a, a tambour, like, uh, but you have to, uh, you have to kind of shake it, and it will give uh, this. Uh, oh, the rain uh, sound. Sense. The rain. The... Yeah, yeah, rain sound or something. Yeah, th those are my two best. I think in the, in a musical school, I would uh, be perfect uh, the exam for, for those. So I would be eligible to play in orchestra. Cool. Um, so Anton, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's always been a pleasure speaking with you. I, like I think that Paul has an, an amazing marketing analytics and marketing team. And, yeah, we always enjoy speaking with you, with Paulina, with Anastasia, with Karina, and the rest of the team. And yeah, so great seeing you, wishing you a fantastic evening. And thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much as well. And my warmest uh, hi from uh, both team. And I will definitely say hi uh, from your side to everybody you mentioned and not only. Thanks a lot. Thank you.